This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. If you're struggling through the pains of alcohol or drug addiction, now is the time to seek the help you need. Let this be an opportunity to get back on track and get back to finding the real you. You're not alone and Promises Behavioral Health is here for you and they can help. We've worked with Promises for years now. We know their teams personally. We have great relationships with them. And most importantly, we trust Promises and so can you. To learn more about Promises treatment options near you for you or your loved one, here's what you can do. You can go to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash soberguy. That's promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash soberguy. Or you can just pick up the phone the old-fashioned way and you can call 888-205-1890. That's 888-205-1890. Tell them that you heard about them from That Sober Guy Podcast. That Sober Guy Podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy Podcast, where we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. We're going to be talking about three necessary things that have helped me stay alcohol-free since 2013. Good to be here today with you. Shout out to Robbie's and Humans Music. Love this intro song, which makes me want to sing every time. Oh yeah, what's up, Robbie? <laughs> thanks to those guys. Man, if you've been listening for a long time, thanks so much for tuning in again today. We appreciate the support. Love the sober guy community. Shout out to all the locals, homies out there. What's up, men? How are you? Good to be back today. I mentioned our title once. Let's do it again. Three necessary things that have helped me stay alcohol-free since 2013. There's quite a few things, but these are like the three foundational ones. There may be five foundational ones total, but these are like, these three are right up there. So we're going to get to those in just a minute first a couple of announcements uh one of the most regular questions i hear is guys asking how not to drink at social gatherings like how how do i have this you know trip this dude's trip to go to or i have a wedding to go to i'm gonna go see cousin kate cousin kate's getting married how do i not drink when everybody at the wedding is going to be getting smash hammered doubled them together smashed and hammered shmammered there we go there it is everyone's getting shmammered and i can't drink I don't want to drink. How do I do that? So I put together a little infographic for you. It's called the top four tips to stay alcohol free at social gatherings. Uh, All you got to do is go to that soberguy.com. You'll see the little, uh, I don't even know what it's called, little pop-up thing there. It's right in the center of the page. You just throw your email address in there and click the button and then it'll take you to the infographic. And you can check out those top four tips to stay alcohol-free at social gatherings. So if you're interested in that, those are my top four, some of the four that I've used and would highly recommend. And they're simple. It's nothing crazy. But when you think about them for a minute, you go, oh, yeah, huh, it might work a little bit. I'm going to try that next time. So check that out. And then, of course, hey, maybe you're here because you're tired of drinking. Maybe that's why you're listening to the podcast today. You found it randomly. You're like, man, there's got to be some podcasts out there that are cool and that are good, that have good content, 
and uh, can help me stop drinking. Well, hey, you stumbled across sober guy and here you are and you're like, holy shit. It's exactly what I'm looking for. So we have a 30-day program designed to help you quit drinking for 30 days or more. It's called Quit Drinking Dude, the ultimate men's guide to quit drinking alcohol and stay sober for 30 days or more. You're going to get 30 podcasts in 30 days as well as exercises to complement each day's topic and each day's exercise to help guide you through it. Uh, And in addition to that, you get great community support in our locals Sober Guy Men's Group. Uh, So man, lots of good dudes in there. Lots of good dudes going through the Quit Drinking Dude uh, 30-day program. And uh, if you want to check it out, you go to www.quitdrinkingdude.com. That's quitdrinkingdude.com. Check it out for more information at quitdrinkingdude.com. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. What else? Was there anything else? Follow us on Instagram at That Sober Guy Podcast. I made a post um, a, a, was it yesterday. It's about number two on this list. So we're going to get to that in just a minute, too. So you can, you can read that post if you follow us on Instagram. If you don't, please do so. Uh, but three necessary things that have helped me stay alcohol-free since 2013. And uh, man, there, there's a list of them, I would say. But like I mentioned in the beginning, these first three are, when I looked back at everything, I said, man, these are like pivotal things that pivotable, 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 pivotable. Oh, man. Is it pivotable? Yeah, pivotable. You got to pronounce the T. Pivotable. Okay, now I'm just annoying the shit out of myself. So the three the three necessary things. Let's start with number one. God. Plain and simple. A spiritual connection. That was one thing early on. And, you know, for me, um, I had to look to something higher. You know, in the beginning, I had to look to something that was like, because I, I had so, I was trying to control everything so much and I had so much just stuff going on in my head, my heart and, and just life. And I was trying to wear all of it on my shoulders. And I, and as a human being, I don't believe we're designed to do that. I don't think it's possible to carry the worldly weight that uh, some of us carry, you know, and that I, that I carried, that I carried at that time. And when I was able to let go and give it up to God and just say, God, like, I can't do this anymore. Like I need, I need help. Um, it relieved and alleviated. I mean, it, and it wasn't a magic fix. It's not like a fairy, right? God's not a magician. He's like, boom, you're cool. Right on, bro. You're good. You're good to go. Your life's amazing. You're, you have plenty of money and like your relationships are awesome and everything's cool. Boom. Like drop of a wand, like you're done. So that's not what I'm saying. It doesn't work like that. But what it does do is it, it, it does something. It did something for me in that moment that alleviated the stress and the stress and the pressure of having to wear all the worldly stuff that I was trying to control and trying to work through that I just had no tools and no idea how to do that. And that spiritual connection for me, it started as a, a child. I mean, I, I, I grew up um, in the, I went to catechism. I grew up in the Catholic church. Um, and it, it was, you know, something that was ingrained in our family. Really, you know, my grandparents, uh, we went to church on holidays and then as I got older, that's about all we did was went to church on holiday. I think it was Jim Gaffigan said best, uh, and this ain't a slight to any Catholic. So if you're Catholic, please don't take offense to this. I have mad respect for just my roots and, you know, all, all my people, 
I love out there. But uh, Jim Gaffigan made the best joke. He said, he said, uh, yeah, I, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm probably going to jack this up. But he said, I, I go to, uh, I, or he said, I, I, uh, I go to church on Christmas and Easter and I watch the Notre Dame game. So I'm Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> something like that and i thought oh oh that's kind of interesting that's kind of what we did as i got a little bit older uh but it was very ritualistic there it was very um i don't know if legalistic's the right word but i think ritualistic is the right word you know i did confirmation and first communion and um so so why am i saying this? it's not a knock on on catholicism it's not a knock on people who are catholic it's not a knock on my family because we're catholic right i was baptized in the catholic church all of it but what it what i think what it did for me when i look back on it now is if anything it did establish a spiritual connection at that time i always knew that that there was something inside of me um that was alive in my spirit Okay. And I didn't know what that was. And sometimes I still have questions about what that is or what it, what it could be. And, um, I think that's normal. I try to give myself grace on that. I don't have all the answers, but the one thing as I got older, as I started to, to drift away from going to church, even on Christmas and Easter, you know, at that point, as I started to go down this different path, when I came back to it and I gave up and I said, man, I need some help something changed in me. It was, there was a difference between the religion that I had experienced as a kid and a relationship with something higher and a relation, a relationship with God, something to my understanding that, um, that was so, was so ingrained in in my heart and my soul that I could feel inside of me. And it didn't mean that I had to go through a priest to get there. It didn't mean that I had to go through um, an organization, a building, uh, anything, you know, to get that direct line to God that comes in, in, in me, it's built in me. There's something there. Like I said, I don't, I don't quite understand it. Um, but when I did submit to that and, and surrender to it and let go, I think that's the best way I'd like to put it is let go even submit surrender. I don't know. Those, those words are starting to bother me a little bit more. And I don't know why, maybe that's something I should look at, or maybe it's not, maybe it's just something that's dumb. And I'm just like, I want to use the term, let go now, but let go to me. It just seems like completely my hands off of it. Like I can picture it and I can picture, um, this making me think like surrender would be an act of, I guess it's an act of giving up but I feel like when I hear the term surrender, it almost comes off as a weakness to me. And I'm not saying it does. I'm just saying how I perceive it. When I first hear the word surrender, it comes off as, as weak, right? And once again, not saying it is, I'm just saying that's what it comes off as. I think surrender is a great thing. But when I use the term let go, it feels more of like a... um a voluntary release, which seems a bit more positive to me than surrender. Mm, interesting. I haven't, uh, I haven't had that thought before. I love new thoughts. I get so excited about new thoughts and new ways of thinking. So freaking awesome and just exciting. But um, so, so look, there's something about letting go though and giving up and just saying, I couldn't do it like in that time that, um, it's been one of the biggest things. It is the biggest thing. It was the biggest thing. Um, and I think 
with that comes being okay with not having to have all the answers about it either. I, I, I don't. I know what I read. I know what I experience. I know what um, what my mind says, what my heart says. Um, and, and, and some days that's confusing too. And so you can even hear, the more I try to figure it out and think about it, the worse it gets. So I've kind of came to this point where I'm just going to stop. And, um, you know, I had a great, a great chat with buddy this morning, actually in, in our weekly, weekly meeting. And he's always said the more that I do the, do the right thing and help people and love people, the better I feel. And so I really love that philosophy and that mentality. It's very simple. It's very easy. And what it does for me is it, it takes, uh, it, it's actionable ways to live that are action oriented for a lot of the scripture and a lot of the things that we read and try to figure out if, if that's a way I could put it, I guess, um, serve people and, and love people and, and, and do my best, you know? So, so let me try to do that and not worry about all the other stuff, um, that I can get caught up in. And then with that, I just trust so I don't have to have all the answers. And then I trust, I have faith that it's going to work out just the way it's supposed to. And even if it works out, not how I think it should or did, I guess that's how it was supposed to. And that's where this thing called radical acceptance comes in. And I've been doing quite a bit of work in that as well and learning more about that and putting together some ways to help dudes accept things, including myself. Um, and, and so that has been some eye opening stuff too. And I'll probably, you know, speak more to that later on down the road as I'm still working through some of it. But, um, you know, the, the first thing of the three necessary things that have helped me stay sober, um, or has helped me stay alcohol free since 2013, God, number one, number two, and this is, this would allude to the post that I made yesterday. Uh, on Instagram. So if you'd like to check that, maybe I'll read it actually here. I'll pull it up in a minute. But uh, number two, coaches, mentors, and sponsors. Coaches, mentors, and sponsors. So let's start with this. Let me let me read uh, let me read the post yesterday. That's probably an easier way for me to do this. So one of our parents, uh, and thank you to her for taking this picture. Um, she. Uh, posted a picture at our my son's little league practice the other day and it was at the end of practice and we were we everyone had kind of gotten cleaned up and we just had our circle up chat real quick hey good practice today we got a game coming up any questions encouragement motivation did good that kind of stuff you know and uh so we're standing around the circle and uh there's myself and then two two of my coaches and then our our kids our team and um when she sent that over on the thread, I said, man, that's so awesome, man. Just like, gosh, this is such an experience and time in our lives, like for, especially for Cash and I, that's just really cool. And then I got to thinking too about how important and how, and, and how a coach, a mentor, a sponsor, a friend, an accountability partner, whatever you title you want to put on it, how important that is. Oh, I had to hit the mute button there real quick so I could hawk it up but how important is that it's so important so i said everyone needs a coach it doesn't matter if you're eight years old or you're 40 years old 
When did we decide, because we became adults, in quotes, by the way, the adult thing, because sometimes I am a jackass and still act like a child. <laughs> when did we decide, because we became adults, we had it all figured out, and we no longer needed coaches and mentors in our lives? Do professional athletes, law enforcement, military, top business entrepreneurs have mentors and coaches? Absolutely they do. That's what helps make them professionals. As I continue to have a great experience learning and growing as a coach and mentor my son's Little League team and my daughter's softball team, and I approach each of my own coaching sessions uh, each week with my mentor buddy, my business coach, Jonathan, my peers, Static, Ed Lattimore, Brian, in our mastermind group with the same motivation and determination as some of these kids do. I'm eager to learn and ready to listen and excited to get better. This is what helps me be a better coach with the kids, as well as be a better coach and mentor while helping dudes cut out alcohol and find purpose in life. Having a coach and remaining teachable is what sets many dudes apart from the rest. You also have to stay motivated and consistent. It's okay. Also, it's okay to say, I don't know, or I need help. It's okay to suck at something at first and work hard to improve yourself. I've found the more I surround myself with dudes who want to be the best version of themselves, live a purposeful life, and aren't afraid to ask for help, the more that mentality and framework becomes a part of my own life. So if you need help, reach out. Change is possible. Finding your purpose is possible. It's an amazing thing to work alongside and learn from some of the best dudes out there who are playing this game of life and kicking ass at it. So... I think that sums up of, of some of what I'm getting at with this, but everybody needs a coach, a mentor, a sponsor. And the point is, is, you know, just because we get older and as we become men and we get into our twenties and our thirties and our, especially as we start to become adults, we, we think that we're just supposed to have all this stuff figured out, you know, and we're supposed to navigate it on our own. And I tried to do that for a long time. You know, I didn't have the best role model growing up in my life, you know? Um, and so I had to look outward to other, uh, other men, you know, in, in, and I still do that till, till this day, because I, I think every man should personally, I think everybody should have a coach, a mentor, a sponsor, an accountability partner, somebody who can mentor you. Um, that is something that I have found to be one of the most beneficial things, not just to help me not drink, but to help me be a better human being, period. And that comes with one-on-one stuff. Like I mentioned, our mastermind group in the post, that is a form of mentorship. That is a form of accountability. It's just in a group form and it's extremely powerful. We, we talked about some things today, you know, about, um, and this is super, super early. I probably shouldn't even say anything because it's just like infancy idea but just talking about, we, we have these great minds together, the six of us, and we're like, dude, I mean, we could do an amazing men's conference one day, you know, of, of speakers and music and fashion and um, just all different. Uh, and when I say fashion, I'm not like, that's the first thing I thought of was like a, a runway. And if that's not what I'm talking about, I'm talking about men being men. Okay. And, and looking good, feeling good doing good. Um, I'm talking about that, like growth in all of us as dudes, 
you know, better fathers, better husbands, better men all around, bringing back masculinity in a form, um, in, in a new age form, I guess, in some sense. We've learned, we've evolved over, over time, you know, and, and we all, and when we do things like that, when we stick together, we have coaches, mentors, sponsors, mastermind, we grow and we evolve. And it's pretty freaking powerful and awesome and badass at the same time. It gets me excited thinking about it. Um, like, I, and I just don't know when we got old and, and, you know, as soon as we got old in adulthood and we were like, shit, we, we stopped thinking that we need a coach. Like, Oh, I'm just supposed to figure this out and do it. And it doesn't really make sense. All professionals still like have coaches, all people who do things at a high level, 99% of them, I can almost guarantee have somebody who's a mentor, a coach a sponsor, you know, um, it's hard to do things on our own. And that was probably my biggest problem for a lot of the time was I was trying to do it on my own. I mean, I mentioned that earlier in, uh, somewhere, I can't even remember sometimes my own thoughts and when I mentioned stuff, but, um, I do a lot of talking. I do a lot of talking. (laughs) I'm working on doing a lot of listening though. Uh, man, you know, the, one of the things in the mastermind group that's came up quite a few times is working on being a better listener. So although I talk for a living, I am also learning on the other end of the spectrum of that to be a better listener. And it's, it, it, it's, man, it's something that is a learned thing. I think, you know, we're kind of wired. Sometimes we want to get everything out and I'm guilty of that sometimes, but I love being engaged in new conversations now and really focusing on listening and just shutting the fuck up and not having to ask. I mean, not having to hear myself talk. (laughs) I'm like, man, that's a, imagine that the art of listening is an art too. It's a practice. Try it sometime. Try to sit back and listen instead of thinking about what you're going to say next, you know, which is hard for me to do right now because I'm doing a monologue podcast that most of it is freestyle other than some bullet points. So I'm constantly having to think of where it goes next but I'm saying in a conversation setting, when you're just sitting with a family member, a friend somewhere, really focus on sitting back and listening. And then instead of waiting to jump in and give yourself your side of the story or you're this or you're that or um, relating, just ask a question, you know? Oh man, you know, okay, so so here's an example. Your your friend, you know, is telling you about, um, you know, the store, this vacation they went on and this and that. And, you know, hey, they went down to, I don't know, Mexico, went to Cabo, right? Had a great old time, this and that. Instead of saying, well, man, when I went to Cabo, you know, our trip to Cabo was crazy. And then you go down that road, just sit back and go, man, how was the beach? Oh, yeah. What was your favorite part of Cabo? Really? Oh, that's great. Where'd you guys stay? Ask questions like that. I'm telling you, it does something. It resets the brain and it gives you a feeling of service. It gives you a feeling of engagement. It gives you a feeling of participating in a conversation versus just trying to, and and you know what it also does? I just realized this too. It puts you in the moment, which is the secret. That's it. It puts you in the moment in that conversation because you're present with that person and you care about what they're going through. So I'm not talking at you when I say this either. I'm, I'm talking with you as in I'm continuing to practice this art too, because it, it really is fun. 
And it's, it's pretty awesome the more you do it and the more you're conscious of it. So last thing, coaches, mentors, sponsors, just the importance of community. I kind of hit on it a little bit with the mastermind group. So, and it could be a church group, a men's group, a 12-step group. Um, we have our locals men's group. Um, we have our clubhouse group that Static and I do on Mondays. That's uh, that's on the website, by the way. If you're looking for a meeting on Mondays, we do a 9 a.m. Pacific time clubhouse uh, audio meeting. So you just download the club clubhouse app. And it's cool if you work during that time. A lot of us are working and we're kind of multitasking sometimes, you know, because it's just audio. You're not on video. And we meet for an hour. It's not specific to 12-step. It's just specific to people in a general recovery who are trying to get better. And you get you do get a lot of people from 12-step in there, which is awesome. But there's some great conversations in there. So if you just go to the website, thatsoberguy.com, I think it's in meetings. Uh, you'll see the info for that if you're looking for that. But another place of community right? That was, that's the point. We need to be in some sort of community. So we have one-on-one coaches, mentors, sponsors, and then we also have group coaching, group um, uh, masterminds, and you know, however, you, whatever you kind of want to label it up as. That is where we grow. All right, number three of three necessary things that have helped me stay alcohol-free since 2013 now, I'd say, I mean, all these are my favorite. I was, let me take a drink. I'm drinking a clean cause right now, too. What's this? Raspberry. Raspberry sparkling herba mate. I still love the clean cause. Good stuff. Mm. I've been switching back and forth between the clean cause and the NOCO, the No Carbs Company. Those are some damn good ones, too. I love those right before the pre-workout. They got some... Uh, some tasty ones. Oops, my phone is going down right now. Hold on, let me put this. Okay, put that on silent there. Number three, find something you love to do. Find something you love to do. The more that I've gone in my own path, you know, without alcohol, growing as a human being, growing as a man, trying to better myself, find purpose, entrepreneurship, um, all kinds of awesome things, coaching, speaking, loving, <laughs> um, just having fun too. Just trying to live life like every day was my last. You have to, find, to, in order to do that, I feel like you have to find something you love to do. You have to have hobbies. You have to have healthy things um, that you really enjoy. And if you go back, I want you to remember that childlike spirit that you once had. What was that like? Do you remember when you were a kid? You felt free. You felt like you could do anything. I think this goes back to number two. When we get, we start getting older and we forget about needing coaches, mentors, accountability partners, people to lead us, guide us. Same thing happens with that childlike spirit. We start to um, lose it. We start to get all responsible and shit. Shit, I got bills to pay. I got, I got this. I got that. I don't got time for nothing. I don't know what voice that is, but I just made it up. Maybe his name's Larry. That's Larry. Hey, what's up, Larry? <laughs> Who the fuck is Larry? I have no idea. But the voice just came out, and that's what Larry was talking about, man. Larry is... He's, you know, he's, he's an adult now. He doesn't get to do anything. 
anymore. He doesn't have fun. He doesn't ride BMX. He doesn't skateboard. Baseball is a thing of the past, you know, and, and, and he's very comfortable, Larry, in where he's at. He identifies through his job, through his work, and he works hard. No, no slight to him there. He works hard and he tries to work smart and he takes care of shit, takes care of his family. But there's no excitement there anymore because Larry is too damn responsible and he's lost that childlike spirit. And that does something to a man's heart, to his soul. What did you love to do as a kid that you quit doing? Like, I'll give you a couple examples. A lot of things I loved to do as a kid. Top three, skateboarding, BMX, playing baseball. Skateboarding, BMX, playing baseball. Okay? I still skateboard. I still, I, I wouldn't say I BMX, but I got a great Sunday 29-inch cruiser that I mob around occasionally. Not as much as I'd like to lately. Shit's on the side yard right now. I need to clean it up and, and get it out as summer rolls in, but I still ride it. I still take the Rob Roscoff skateboard out. And if cash wants to go to the skate park or ride around the neighborhood or just cruise it and baseball, I'm not obviously playing baseball right now, but I'm still playing catch and I'm still coaching. I was playing in a softball men's league. I played in those for years, you know, back in the day, but I'm doing those things because those are things that I love to do as a kid. And just because I'm 40, I'm never going to quit doing something because I feel like I'm too old. Too old is a state of fucking mind. It's bullshit. In my opinion, I'm not saying our bodies don't change and that we have to do things a bit different. And maybe for some of us, there's certain things that we just can't do anymore. I get that. But the state of mind is where it's at. And so, and, and this goes into learning something new too. We stop learning things that are new as men because we're afraid to suck at them. We don't want to suck. We don't want to look stupid. You know, and I've been over this in in previous podcasts, you know, especially last year when I was learning to surf. <laughs> I still suck at surfing. <laughs> and we're going in a couple weeks uh, back down to Newport and to Huntington, and I'm going to get my surf on again. At least I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to uh, a smaller board this time too. I had an eight foot big ass Odyssey foam board, which was cool. I mean, it was fun to, to kind of mess around on and, and start out and try, but with some advice from uh, my buddy, Matt, who's a phenomenal surfer uh, and his boys out there, he said, man, why don't you try a, a, a smaller board? So I think I'm going to go with like a six, six, maybe, or maybe a seven, I don't know, maybe a seven foot soft top. I don't know. We'll see when we get down there, but here's the point. I still suck at surfing. I'm not good. Okay. I can get up though and I can have some fun out there and I can get my ass kicked and I also just get a great workout in just the paddling alone. But I always wanted to learn to surf even as a kid. I remember being like a kid and watching like North Shore and watching those old movies and I skated and I snowboarded and I did it all but I never surfed being in NorCal. NorCal surf is a little different than SoCal and I just, you know, we're only, I don't know, 50 minutes from the coast here in Vacaville but I just never took the time and got into it as a kid, but I always wanted to. And so I've, I've already told the story a few times, so I'll save it this time, but long story short, I didn't try surfing till I was 39, you know, I, and, and I didn't care that I sucked at it. I don't give a shit 
because I want to do it. I want to try it before I die. There's a lot of shit I want to do and try before I die. And so I don't care how dumb I look at it. If I want to do it and try it, I'm going to do it. And like, you can fuck off if you think it's funny (laughs) or laugh, you know? And I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you listening to this. I'm just saying like, that's the mentality you have to have, I feel like to try new shit like jujitsu is another one i want to give a shot i don't know it's not i'm not saying i'm going to go be a master jujitsu artist and become a black belt but i'm just saying like and i know that's in in that takes years and like oh good lord that's like crazy right but just try it i just want to try it i just want to see what it's about you know i got homies who do it are like oh my god i wish i could do this every day like man i should try the kids do it i go watch them do it it's like, man, I have been itching at that. I need to try that. To be honest, I'm just afraid I'm going to get hurt. <laughs> that is, that's probably my biggest fear in that. And see, this is cool too, expressing fear. Express, it's okay to be vulnerable and express your fears of shit, right? Like I want to try jujitsu, but I'm, I'm kind of scared. You know, I'm, I'm a little scared to look dumb, right? But I can get over that. I've gotten over that plenty of times before. Surfing is a great example. I look like a fool, the first time I tried to sit on my board, I was out there with Lucy. It was our first time out in Newport at Blackie's. And, you know, like when you're sitting out there waiting for waves to come back, you're kind of looking and you're, you're trying to watch as they come in. And so a lot of people will press up and they'll sit, like straddle your board. We, you think that shit's easy, right? From out there, like you, if you're on the beach and you've never done it, you're like, oh, you just sit on your board. That shit's not easy. <laughs> like at first, it takes a minute, you know? And so I remember the first time I popped up and tried to do that. I was sitting there and then all of a sudden I got wobbly and I fucking rolled over (laughs) and Lucy, I pop up dude. And Lucy's like laughing her ass off at me. And I see another guy like that's over on the side. Cause there's a lot of people out there and he's kind of laughing too. And they kind of waved they weren't being dicks, you know? So, but you do, you feel a little dumb, you know? And it's like, whatever. I felt like kind of dumb. And then I laughed it off and made a joke about it and hopped back on and tried again. And that's, that's just what you got to do. It's what I had to do, you know? And eventually it can sit on my board no problem now but like at the first time it was man it's it takes a minute man we gotta suck at shit sometimes you know and so like with jujitsu i'm like yeah that's on my list is what i'm getting at so what is your list what is your list what is your list of things that you once did as a kid that you want to do again or what is your list of things that you want to try that are new that maybe you're scared of it's okay to get uncomfortable that's where the growth happens you know i experienced that with crossfit as well i've told that story a couple of times too so i'll just save it for another time but you know i sucked i did i was out of shape and i got sucked into some challenge in front of the whole damn gym and i looked like a fool but who cares i did it and I stuck around in CrossFit for, you know, that gym for a year and a half, almost two years, I think. And now I can do my own workouts. You know, I feel like at the gym, like s- different types of stuff. It's a little different. We're in a different, we're a different season right now, guys. We're just in a different season. Why is it always the ladies, like my wife, like, hey, this or that? She's like, Shane, it's just a season. It's just a season that you're going through. <laughs> I love her, but it's hilarious. But how do we find that childlike spirit again? I want you to find that childlike spirit. I want you to go after it. I want you to feel alive. You know, and just quitting alcohol and, and living alcohol free, that's not enough. You know, 
That's the start of it because it brings us back into consciousness. It connects us back to reality, connects us back to our human consciousness at a higher level as we grow. But that childlike spirit is where it's at, finding shit that we love to do. I noticed I, I dropped a lot of uh, a lot of S-bombs today, even a couple F-bombs. I don't know, man. It's just a season, I guess. <laughs> I hope you guys got something out of this today. Let's recap real quick. The three necessary things that have helped me stay alcohol-free since 2013. God, number one. Number two, coaches, mentors, and sponsors. And number three, find something that you love to do. If something spoke to you today, share the podcast with a friend. And uh, I hope something spoke to you today, I should say, instead. But still, share the podcast with a friend. Appreciate that. Um, If you're tired of drinking, you can head on over to quitdrinkingdude.com. Uh, shout out to Promises Behavioral Health. We appreciate you. Appreciate all the team over at Promises. It's so nice to have a professional partner that we can have a resource for folks out there looking to go that route. Connect with us on Instagram at that Sober Guy Podcast and on the Locals app. You can join us in the Locals Sober Guy group. Once again, shout out to all my locals homies out there. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find more info at thatsoberguy.com. Everything you need will be there. Appreciate you. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean.